Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Ruth 2 and 14. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. Why do you think she kept some back? Well, Naomi's at home. (laughs) She's thinking about others. Okay. Now gleaners were not invited to harvester meals. This is the harvester's meal. This is for the harvest people. Gleaners, this ain't for you. This is the harvester's meal. They, the, the gleaners, they had to go fend for themselves. They had to go tend to their own water, everything. Boaz already told her she did not have to get her own water, but still Ruth didn't really feel like it was her place to jump into the harvester's meal. In her mind, like she said, I'm not like your other people. In her mind, she says, I'm just a gleaner. She still considered herself being below everybody else. And so she's probably, you know, she knows that she's a foreigner. She knows that the meal was set for everybody else. She knows she looks different. She probably uh, dressed a little bit different. She probably spoke a little bit differently than everybody else, maybe with an accent. And she probably felt like, I don't really belong in this. It's not really my place to join in. It's probable that Ruth was probably about to leave the harvester's meal to go somewhere else. But then Boaz invited her, come here, come over here. Where are you going, Ruth? Get over here with the harvesters and have some of this bread. (laughs) You're with us now. Come on. And when he said, dip your piece of bread in the vinegar, do you know what that vinegar stuff was? You you know, um, you, you remember Boaz is wealthy and that vinegar sauce was this expensive delicacy. And it made the bread taste so much better. It enhanced the flavor of the meal. Ruth's taste buds were probably going nuts. She's probably never had anything like this in her life. It's like when you go to uh, Johnny Carino's and they pour pour that oil with that stuff and you put the bread on and your mouth just blows up. I mean, she's, what is this? And he says, come in here, have some of this. You can even dip of that delicacy, have all of it. Wow, what we're seeing in this passage here, now here's my Gentile expression coming out. What we're seeing in this passage here is a foreigner, a non-Jew who had nothing, who felt like they were nothing, nobody, and was invited by someone wealthy and accepted as one of their own and is now even tasting the goodness of his riches. That is me. In Messiah Jesus. Nothing. The sinner. I lost everything. I blew it. And yet he found favor with me. And he said, come in here. 
I've got a place for you. Taste of my goodness. Wow. Jesus again, right? Ruth 2 and 15. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. Also, let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean and do not rebuke her. Boaz just told his guys, don't harvest everything. Don't harvest all of it. Leave a lot of stuff on the ground on purpose. She's gleaning. (laughs) Drop a lot of stuff for her to pick up, okay? (laughs) She wants her place behind everybody. Make sure she's got plenty. Even among the sheaves, deliberately leave plenty for her to have it. Now, sheaves, what is a sheaf? Have that picture. A sheaf is a bundle. It's a collection of harvested plants that are bound together. Now, after the harvesters came through, they would bind the wheat or barley, whatever, together in sheaves so that it could be taken away to the next stage of harvesting. So that's why Boaz wanted grain. Drop grain all over the ground. Even let her take from the sheaves. You have full access, Ruth. Get it. (laughs) Uh, What Boaz just did here is he now has altered the entire environment to benefit Ruth. He changed the whole atmosphere around her, everything, for her benefit. This would empower Ruth to be more fruitful. And Boaz is so happy that he's giving to Ruth. Nobody can outgive Boaz. He's rich. You can't outgive Boaz. And I'll tell you what, you can't outgive God either. Especially if you will get in the place where he tells you to be, where he has altered the environment for your blessing. You cannot outgive God. That problem you got out there that's eating you alive, are you in the place where God told you to glean or not? Let's move along. I want to warn you about what I'm about to say next. Because here comes the gut punch. You remember when Ruth said, I'm not like the others, but Boaz ordered his men, do not reproach her. Do not reproach her. In other words, do not insult her. Do not talk down on her for being a foreigner. Do not insult her or make her feel less. Friends, what Boaz just did is he took away her shame. Boaz just took her shame. And it's taken all the composure I've got to stand here straight-faced and keep talking because I know what that means to me in Jesus Christ. He took away her shame. He says, do not reproach her. Now, remember, the law permitted poor people only to access the corners of the field. Boaz gave her full access, even among the sheaves. Friends, when you get under the goodness of God, I see some of y'all's faces. Don't do that to me. I'm going to preach the ceiling. When you're under the blessing of God, he gives you full blessing, abundant blessing, better than we deserve. Amen. Isn't God good? Ruth 2 and 17. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. Then she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, so she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. Now, okay, can you imagine just earlier that day, Ruth asked Naomi if she could go glean 
And little old Ruth comes back with a 30-pound pile of grain. <laughs> look what I got. Come here, look at this. And Naomi's like, what? Plus, guess what? I got to attend the harvester's meal. I got to do that too. And they had this awesome vinegar dip. And, and here's a to-go bag. What a day. So here was Naomi, who was before in the previous chapter, she, she's coming back to Israel without husband and, and sons. And she was going, oh, call me Mara. God is against me. Call me distressed. Call me bitter. And now she's looking at all this food. 30 pounds. Girl, how did you do that? And I almost laugh when I read this, Ruth 2 and 19. And her mother-in-law said to her, where have you gleaned today? <laughs> Where did you go? <laughs> How did you get all this? <laughs> Where have you gleaned today? Where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. See, the, Naomi doesn't know who it is yet. Ruth didn't at the time either. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today was, is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her mother-in-law, Blessed be the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Oh, it's getting good. Verse 21. Look, we're reminded again of her foreign, being foreigner. Ruth the Moabitess said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. Can you see how God is working heavily, working heavily to heal Naomi's broken heart? Naomi came back absolutely brokenhearted. Remember, when she came back to town, the people that used to know her, they weren't even sure if it was her or not. She had been through so much stress. Apparently, she looked so different. They said, is that her? Is that Naomi? I, I'm not sure. He's working to fix her heart. There's a lot of people with broken hearts, even saved people. They're saved, but they still got a broken heart. That's Naomi. She's saved. She believes in the Lord, but she has a broken heart, and he's, he's fixing that. It's, but imagine Naomi's reaction. Where on earth did you get all this? You said you were going to glean, but good Lord Almighty, girl. <laughs> Look at 30 pounds. What a moment of restoration beginning for Naomi. This is quite a turnaround for her. Big time. God removed Ruth's sh her shame, and now he's starting to uproot the bitterness in Naomi. He's starting to dig it out. All that bitterness she's had. Ruth has lost her sh She's not as shameful. That's why it says the Moabitess again, to remind us, still the foreigner. She doesn't have the shame anymore. And now the bitterness in Naomi is coming out. Both of these women have begun the process of Healing, the process of healing. We've all been there or are there. Things are looking really good. But notice Ruth says in verse 21 that she can work until they have finished the harvest. We, I get to work until they finish the harvest. So things look good now, but what happens when the harvest is over? What then? Okay, things look good now, but what about later? Our, our hope for their future comes from what Naomi said in verse 20. Look at what she said in verse 20. She says, this man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. That's the next step of what happens when harvest is over with. 
That's what, how we're going to continue this. So now Naomi is channeling in. She's paralleling with Ruth. They're working in the faith together. All right, I get to work till harvest time, but Naomi's like, this guy's related to us. Now we're going to see something happen later. The harvest is what God did for their immediate needs, but God has another plan in the works for their continued provision long after the harvest is over through Boaz, who Naomi just now realizes could be their kinsman redeemer. That's what Naomi's thinking. She knows that the land that she sold that we're going to hear about in chapter 4 could legally activate Boaz in the law to get them out of the financial difficulty even after harvest is over. Naomi just learned from Ruth what hope can bring. And so I believe that Naomi now hopes that the Redeemer law will apply herself and Ruth through Boaz. Naomi is starting to see again. Oh, call me bitter. Now she's starting to see it again. God has to use, you know what, tough times like this that she's going through. Sometimes God has to use tough times to get us to see again. That's the benefit to this. I know you're going through tough times. Some of you I know what it is. Some of you I don't know what it is. But I will tell you, biblically, evidently speaking, that time is to get you back on a focal point with him again. Naomi is starting to see that there now seemed to be a way out where there was no way out. Now there is a way out through the God of Israel. Friends, I'm here to tell you, there is a way out through Jesus Christ, the Lord God of Israel. Ruth 2 and 22. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with this, with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field. I am stressing that real hard, real quick. In any other field. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of the barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. Now, what I'm going to say about don't go to any other field, when you know where God has established your blessing, and we went over it the other day in Hebrews 10.24, it says, do not forsake the assembly. The body, the assembling, the getting together believers, just like we have right here, do not forsake that assembly. You get in there and you stay there. And if you get outside of that, don't glean in other fields. Well, I'm going to go glean at my job. I've got a title. I've got position. I'm, I'm awesome in that job. Don't glean in any of the other fields. You can work there, but that's not where you're gleaning your blessing from the Lord at. That's a paycheck. That's all that is. He said, glean with them. Don't glean anywhere else. You get in there and you stay there. When you recognize where God has, has changed the environment to bless you, and that's where he has set you, and God's working there, get in and stay in. Don't get out. It's not any good getting out. Get in there. And she told her to stay in there. Now, there's some points of observation I have. First, Ruth was drawn to Boaz. She didn't know who it was at first. She was drawn to him. There's a parallel. This is what I call my Jesus parallel time here. John 6, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. You did not just wake up one day and go, I think I'll get saved today. If you were genuinely, authentically saved, it was because God drew you in. He pulled you in. You did not know what was going on at the time. He, he set up things in your life, even hardship, to get you to see again and to look towards him and drew you in just like what happened here. The second one, 
Boaz was the one who not only was qualified, but could afford to buy them back as a redeemer. He could afford it, and by law he was qualified. Galatians 4 and, 40, uh, 4, and 4 says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his, own, his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem. That means buy back. To redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. To buy us back. Jesus is the only one that can do it. First of all, he's the only one that can afford it. We can't afford it. We're broke. We are spiritually broke. We sinned. We lost it. Done. You're nothing. You're nobody. Pretty much what Ruth felt like. But the Lord God can afford to buy us back. The third thing, Boaz provided for many people according to his wealth. Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply most of your needs. What does it say, guys? I want you all to say it. My God shall supply what? All. Does that mean 99%? That means all of it. That means 100%. Why are we worrying about everything when it says he will supply all of it? All of it. I'm really, I know how I am. Because I have to have it driven into me before I snap and get it. All of it. All over your need, according to your riches? No, you're broke. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Ruth and Naomi were in a fix. They were going to die. They were going to starve to death. Boaz, she got drawn to Boaz. He's wealthy. He can fix all this. Guys, your Lord Jesus can fix all this. This mess that you're in, how am I going to get out? You know, you're thinking about it right now. You're still trying to figure it out. You've been trying to figure it out for years. You ain't figured it out yet. That's because you won't let it go and let God deal with it. He'll take care of it. Let him have it. The fourth thing says, it was reported. Boaz says, it was reported to me everything you'd been doing. I, it was reported to me. Psalm 139 and 1 says, Lord, you have examined me and know all about me. He was examining Ruth. He's like, I'm observing you and I know what's been happening. I know. God is looking at your situation. He knows you. <laughs> wow, I can trust that. Fifth thing, favor for devotion. He had a lot of favor for her devotion. Psalm 5 and 12, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Did Boaz not surround Ruth with a shield? Young men, don't touch her. Young men, don't insult her. He put a shield around her. He surrounded her. Now, guys, why, if you have all that offered to you, why would you want to go glean anywhere else? Why would you want to do that? Man, I don't want to go nowhere else. Man, I'm get under the, the shield of the Lord. Number six, she was rewarded for her work. Romans 2 and 6, God will render to each one according to his deeds. This is not a salvation thing. When you get saved, you're saved. You don't have to earn that. But from that point of salvation, when you walk in righteousness and do the things that God tells you to do, you get rewarded for that. You may get it here. You may not get it here. But you will get it all up there, I'm telling you. There's times in ministry, and I'm sure there's times you feel like this. You want to hang it up and quit. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Because, man, I'm working so hard, and where, where's the payoff? What do I get out of it? It's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. It'll be so worth it. Believe me. It's coming. He will, he will render to each one. And the seventh thing, Ruth was given a place at the table. She got to eat with the harvesters. She was given a place. Revelation 19.9. Blessed are those who are invited. Come and eat. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'm invited. 
because I'm in Messiah Jesus and I don't have to. Well, you know, I got to go somewhere else. Now, I'm glad we still got to keep that lowliness. Thank you, Lord. Let your thankfulness be high so that you can be low. The lower you get, the higher your thankfulness gets. You do have a place at the table. Protection from reproach. That's insult, the eighth thing. Romans 15, 3. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the, ins- the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. You ever been insulted for being a Christian? You bigot, you this, you that. You ever been cut down? Don't worry about that. It goes to him. It doesn't stay on you. Water on a duck's back runs right off and it goes to the cross. When they cut you down, don't let it ruin your day. Don't let it make you give up. I'm going to quit. I can't do this anymore. People are saying all this stuff. All insults of those who insult you have fallen on Jesus Christ. He takes your shame away like Boaz did for Ruth. Do not insult her. And he protected her. Wow. The ninth thing, he changed Ruth's environment. He changed everything about her environment. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Ruth had an abundance for every good work. Drop a bunch of stuff among the sheaves. Drop a lot of stuff for her to pick up. I mean, make it just be crazy about it. He gave her an abundance for every good work. Man, that is so vividly illustrated now that we went through Ruth, right? And 10, stay close to the gleaners. Stay close to the harvesters. Stay in Boaz's field. Don't go anywhere else. Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider one another in order to stir up good, up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting, building up one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. There's a day coming when Jesus is coming back, and there's trial until that day happens. And it ain't going to be fun. But if you will glean where God puts you and stay there and don't go outside of that area, you'll be okay. It may not feel perfect, but you will be provided for. That's what Boaz set up for Ruth. That's what God is trying to communicate to us. If you will do like this story, I'll do for you, is what God's trying to say. We have a Jew, Naomi. We have a Gentile, Ruth. He will do for both. If I had to summarize this chapter into one main idea, it would be that God can restore what was lost. He can heal the brokenhearted, both Jew and Gentile, Naomi and Ruth. And as a Gentile, I'm very excited that even as me, I am the distant foreigner like Ruth was. Jesus died on the cross to redeem me unto himself. He restored me, and according to his riches, he joyfully gave and accepted me as one of his own. He protects me, he guides me, and he removed my shame. And because of all this, the flavor of life is greatly enhanced. Psalm 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.